want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You asked for better things and that's why things are clearing out. Welcome the change and be open to new beginnings. It's your time now. I think oftentimes when a new season pops up, we're like, wait, I'm not ready. Wait, I I wasn't ready for that chapter to close. But we spend so much time asking for change to happen. And then when it happens, we're like, wait, what's going on? I mean, there's challenge in the same old, same old. And there's challenge in the change. And we just have to pick our challenge. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to your Back to the Show. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. My name is Lily. I'm your host. And I hope that you guys are having a really great day. I am personally not, if we're being really honest and really transparent right now. I think I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I've been feeling like not my best like over the weekend. And I'm recording this on Monday. And I I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not feeling 100 percent And I've just had like such a weird day. It's one of those things where everything just keeps not going the way that it, not going smoothly. I guess that's how we'll put it. It's just not really going smoothly. And I'm finally kind of settled down a little bit. I've got a coffee and that I think is kind of contributing to part of the problem because I've been having a lot more caffeine than usual lately. And that's just not... I just need to chill with the caffeine. I'm literally, I'm only having two cups a day. I usually just do one, but I think it really, really impacts me. So I'm going to just like dial it down. I'm going to enjoy my one and that'll be that. And I'm just trying to like turn the day around now. And I think, I think it's going to move in a good direction. So the first half of my day didn't really go the way that I needed it to. And that's fine because I'm settled now. I, I'm here, I'm recording the podcast and that's my main event for today. So that is what we're going to do. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to turn the day around and that's going to be that. I think after I record this, maybe I'll go for a walk or something or just chill in general. Okay, enough about me. Let's talk about this episode. Let's talk about you guys. Let's talk about new beginnings, all the good stuff. I'm already feeling better. You guys just have that effect on me. Okay, so last week we started a new series. The whole month of September, it's going to be a series all about transitions. Naturally, September is a transitional period and a lot of people are starting new things or just kind of like moving into new seasons of their life, it seems like. And that kind of reflects what's happening in nature. The beginning of September is still like peak summer. And even I feel like towards the end of September is like peak summer, but then also there's leaves on the ground and fall things are happening. I mean, Starbucks, I swear they launched their pumpkin stuff way too soon every single year. 
And we're also in a transitional season of the podcast. We wrapped up Healing Girl Summer and we'll talk a little bit about, I need to do like a full recap of Healing Girl Summer, but it's kind of hard to explain like the deep inner workings of like what's going on inside of me emotionally on the podcast. But I just feel so much change happening in me and that has happened in me and so much change happening around me that I figured that September would be a good time to do a mini series on transitions. So last week we talked all about change and why change is hard and how to flip those perspectives and look at change from a new angle. And so if you guys haven't listened to that episode, you totally should. That's the first episode in this mini series. And today we're going to talk about how to embrace new beginnings. And like I kind of mentioned, I sat down to record and I was super flustered. And part of the reason I was feeling flustered was because I was resisting to talking about this. The podcast typically directly reflects everything that's going on in my life. And so when I'm resisting recording a podcast, I know that it's going to be tough to talk about, or I know that it's going to be kind of uncomfortable to record the episode because it's directly reflecting what's going on inside of me. I think that's why you guys connect to these episodes so well because it's truly coming from a place of like, oh, I'm going through this too and I know that you guys are going through it too. Or maybe if you're not going through it right now, you can come back to this episode, you know, six months from now, a year from now and be like, oh, I kind of relate to Lily when she said that or I kind of just see this in a new perspective now. So I sat down with my journal and I was basically just, I wrote at the top of the page and I said, why are you resisting recording? And, and I kind of came to the conclusion that I'm resistant to talking about embracing new beginnings because I'm struggling to do exactly that. There are things in my life that have changed significantly over the past couple months that I need to shed and I cannot let go. There's two things, really specific things that I know I need to shed and get rid of, but I'm really, really struggling to do that. And so we'll kind of get into all of that in this episode, but um, shedding the old and embracing the new is going to be kind of a big, a big theme for this one. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about a couple things that I've been loving lately. I've been trying to add this segment into the podcast and we're two for two so far. So, so I'm happy about that. So let's get into it. The first thing that I've been loving lately is a new journaling practice and it's called Morning Pages. Morning Pages was started by an author named Julia Cameron. And I recently bought her book. Um, It's a six week writing course. And it's supposed to take you through a writing project from initiating the project all the way up to finishing the project in the span of six weeks. And I am working on a writing project or was working on a writing project. It's the writing part's done. It's in copy edits now, but if you guys missed my little announcement, I'll link it in the show notes, but I'm currently writing a chapter in a book and I'm super pumped about that. And I'm not, I won't get like too into detail, but if you guys want to read about it, I'll link it in the show notes. So the writing portion of that is finished. We have a book trailer coming up. We're recording for Audible. We are doing just like a bunch of like pre-publishing things, but I miss writing and I started to just do some like little journal prompts here and there, you know, writing, writing prompts, um, to try to get the juices flowing. And I was like, dang, I really miss having a project to work on. So I have a couple ideas for books that I want to write and I just need to fine tune 
kind of my thesis statement and figure out exactly what I want to write about, figure out a theme for the book. Oftentimes for me, that comes while I'm writing. And so I figured that I would start a new writing project and just write like two pages every day per recommendation of Julia Cameron. I forget what the book is called. Let me go grab it. And then I can actually tell you guys what the book is called. This episode is brought to you by Apostrophe. Have you ever woken up to a new acne breakout at quite literally the worst time? I know I have. As someone who's always struggled with her skin, acne has been such a big, I would even say like insecurity of mine for pretty much my entire life. And that's why I'm super excited to talk to you about Apostrophe. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatments for your unique skin. All you have to do is fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. And then you just snap a couple pictures of your skin, upload them, and a dermatology provider will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe has been a super easy and seamless experience to get customized skin care. I typically get breakouts along my jawline. And so working with my dermatology provider, I've been able to kind of mitigate that. I've been able to heal my skin because Apostrophe has given me access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. So I have a special deal for 8020 listeners. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash 8020 when you use code 8020. That's a saving of $15. This code is only available for 8020 listeners. To get started, go to apostrophe.com slash 8020, click get started, then use code 8020 at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you to Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Babbel. If you take a look at search trends, interest in learning a new language has only increased over time. And there tends to be a little bit of a spike in the fall. And I firmly believe that's because the fall time is the perfect time to start a new hobby like learning a new language. And with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. Why Babbel? Because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are just kind of more like games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's learning tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real-life situations. And Babbel's learning experiences range from casual to intense, so there's always a way to fit in a Babbel session, even with your busy schedule. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. Here's a special limited time deal for 8020 listeners only to get started right now. Get 55% off of your Babbel subscription, but only for 8020 listeners at babbel.com slash 8020. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 8020, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 8020. Rules and restrictions may apply. The book is called Write for Life, Creative Tools for Every Writer. And in the first part of the book, she recommends doing a practice called Morning Pages, which is essentially where you write down, it's a brain dump, you write three full pages, eight and a half by 11, of anything that's on your mind first thing in the morning. 
And I've done this for about 10-ish days now. And I've never felt more creative in my life. I quite literally could not tell you exactly how or why this has been so impactful for me. Maybe it just really gets the gets the wheels turning. But writing three pages in my journal every single day, it's called Morning Pages. It has truly made such an impact in my life. So that's the first kind of like little writing thing that I've been loving. Second writing thing that I've been loving is working on two pages of my quote unquote writing project um, every single day. And she kind of put it in a good perspective. She was like, just write two pages. That's all it takes. You don't have to go overboard. You don't have to commit to too much. But if you write two pages every day for two months, that's give or take 120 pages. If you really think about it that way, if there's a project that you want to work on, chipping away at it is a lot more effective than trying to do it all in one fell swoop. And so this book has really just started to initiate cool ideas in just my writing journey. And I am, I'm feeling very, very inspired. So it's a six week thing. Um, and she's just got a lot of cool little essays in here that spark inspiration. And she talks about procrastination and vulnerability and taking yourself on little artist states to spark creativity. So if you guys have a project that you want to work on, whether it's writing a play or maybe you have, you know, a creative essay that you're writing for school or you just want to learn how to write more. I talk about writing a lot on the podcast and I always get DMs that are like, how do you start writing? How do you know what to write about? And oftentimes it's literally like, I'm having a bad day. Let me write about that. Or this person's on my mind. Let me write about them. Or, you know, I hope that this happened in the future, or this is the the way that I think it should have happened or you know this happened to me today or this happened to me yesterday and this is how I feel about it and it really is just like a reflection of my brain and I'm such a big overthinker <laughs> like I've never met someone who overthinks more than I do and and I just feel like writing every single day three full pages the first like one and a half pages it's kind of like light and then after that I'm like okay like we can really get into it it's kind of like when you sit down at coffee with a friend that you haven't talked to in a while but you guys always get kind of deep you sit down you're kind of like how are you it's the pleasantries and then all of a sudden you're like okay this is what really happened and then you go into it that's exactly how it is with writing morning pages And so it's really just kind of like cracked open a new phase of vulnerability for me and for writing. And this is kind of just like a funny little story and then we'll get more into actually the topics of today's episode. Um, I was on the phone with my older sister, Marley, last night and she, um, we catch up, you know, like once a week or so. We probably should catch up more if we're being honest. Um, we were telling her all about our weekend, my little sister and I. Lexi and I live together and it's kind of turning into almost the show friends at this point. Marley, my older sister, was just laughing at the stories that we were telling and we were laughing too. And she was like, I feel like being on the phone with you guys is like catching up on a sitcom that I really don't tune into that often, but I know that it's going to be hilarious whenever I do watch it. And we were just laughing so hard and it really has become like our life, our stories, just kind of the things that happened to us has really just become quite literally, like you could have written, someone could have written a movie like this 
And so I want to write a realistic fiction and I'm using quotes here because it would be one of those stories that's like, this story isn't true except for the parts that are. A realistic fiction novel about our time here in Annapolis and call it Women of Annapolis because that's a spin on something else. And um, and yeah, just kind of just just kind of like see see where it goes. And then I think an audiobook would be hilarious. It'd be funny if they turn it into a Netflix series. Um, but I think it could go far. So stay tuned for that. Um, that's probably going to happen in like 20, 30 years. I also want to start an, a secondary podcast. That's just stories that have happened to me and Lexi since living here. If we actually had started a podcast, like a weekly show and been totally like recklessly transparent of all the shit that's happened to us, we would be billionaires by now. I'm just going to put that out there. So I don't know. Let me know if that's something that you guys would want because I think it could outdo call her daddy if we're being real. Um, okay. So all that being said, let's go ahead and get into the real topic of today's episode, um, which is the power of new beginnings and how to embrace them. So let's go ahead and talk about new beginnings. Like I kind of mentioned at the beginning of this episode, there is a very critical piece that you must complete before you can embrace new beginnings. And that critical piece is shedding the old. I personally have had the most trouble with this step. And that's because there are two very specific instances that I cannot, (laughs) cannot let go of. And because I can't let go of the old, it has hindered me from accepting the new and accepting change. Both of these situations come with their own set of beliefs that make me think certain things about myself. They come with their own set of pros and cons. And I just continue to grasp onto like the little happy positive pieces of these two things rather than looking and seeing that the cons list ridiculously always the pros list and for some reason I just cannot let go and I cannot accept the fact that things are changing I cannot accept the fact that I deserve to have a new fresh beginning and I, and I sit here and say like oh like I can't let go of these things I can't do this I can't do that it takes time and I know that and I recognize that. And so I've kind of created a list and I, I feel like I'm doing better than I was a couple months ago. Like this is definitely something that only time will help me to shed the old, but I've gone to a point where I fully recognize now that shedding the old is the one piece of the puzzle that's missing for me. And I know that once I let go of completely let go of the things that are, that keep anchoring me to the past, I'm going to be so much happier and I can fully embrace the new and fully just have the most fun in the season that I'm in. But the first thing I have to do is completely shed the old. And so I've kind of written down a couple things that have helped me start the process of shedding the old and it's not like I haven't shed the old before there have been plenty of instances in my life where I've had to let go of things that no longer served me and I did so successfully and I'm not saying that I'm unsuccessful in letting go of these two specific things but I'm not all the way there yet and that's okay too so there's a quote that I really like and I don't know who said it but um, the quote says, new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. And I think oftentimes when something ends, 
so painfully, so brutally, whether it's like a breakup or a friend breakup or a big fight or kind of, you know, burning a bridge, those endings often bring the best new beginnings, but it just takes time to see that. So new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. And that's something that I'm trying to really embrace embrace that idea. So I wrote this down and I think that this is worth sharing. I have to create space for the new. I've been trying to shed a situation that's held so much space in my heart and I need to do everything that I can to distance myself from that situation. And so I wrote down a couple ideas of ways that you can distance yourself from specific situations that are no longer serving you. If you're constantly checking up on things or people or places or whatever it might be that are no longer serving you, you need to block, unfollow, mute, delete those accounts or those numbers, go no contact if you have to. There's no reason for you to sit back and watch this thing that is no longer good for you continue to go on. So unfollow the accounts or, you know, just do what you have to do to protect your peace. It's so crazy to me that we have such instant access to see what other people are up to. And I think that oftentimes gets us into a lot of trouble. So block and delete accounts that no longer serve you. Stop driving down certain places that make you upset. (laughs) I don't go a certain way anymore. Like down, like there's a, there's a short way to get to a certain like place in town. And I don't go that way. Like I don't like going down that street. It brings back horrible memories. And I just don't go down there anymore because I'm every single time I drive down that street, I'm taken back to a place where I had like so much anxiety. And so I take the long way and yeah, it adds like five minutes to my drive, but I don't care because I get to listen to music and not pay attention to the things that used to like trigger me. Um, so yeah, it adds like five extra minutes to my drive, but I don't want to go down a street that I know all of a sudden I'm, I'm going to be like taken back to like the same energy, the same vibes, the same, like, is that a PTSD response? Like, can someone message me and let me know if that's a PTSD response? Um, but like there were, there would be times where I'd be driving and I would literally zone out of driving and almost feel like the situation was happening to me again. I know that that's not normal and that's something that I have to work on, but like I would literally feel like so deeply that like the thing was happening to me again and it wasn't happening. I was in my car and I was driving. Um, but now I just avoid that street, which is like so crazy and like kind of sad, but for me to protect my peace, like I have to take the long way. So don't put yourself in situations that are going to disrupt your peace. So create space, even if that quite literally means physical distance from you and the thing that you're trying to shed. I also think that in order to heal from a situation, you have to talk about it. And nothing hurts more than keeping a situation bottled up inside. And when you talk about things, when you share things, obviously within reason, there's no reason, there's no need to like sit around and completely gossip or, you know, tell people that it doesn't really concern. But if you talk about it and share with your close friends, or maybe you're going to therapy about it, when you talk about the things that have happened, it helps to release them. There were things in my own life 
that I kept bottled up for so long. And the minute that I started either writing about them or sharing about them with friends or having my friends read my writings that I did about them, I felt so understood. Like for the first time in my whole life, I felt so heard and so understood. And that is just a product of the fact that those things are no longer bottled up. Like it's almost like they're not a part of me anymore because I don't, it doesn't own me. You know, I was able to release and shed those things because I could share it. So sharing is part of the shedding. Another part of shedding is unlearning. Maybe there were ideas or habits or lies that you picked up because of a specific situation that aren't true. An example of this for me, when I transitioned from one job to another, there were a lot of operational things in my day-to-day life that I had to unlearn how to do because they brought so much anxiety. I had to unlearn, we'll call it like girl bossing. (laughs) Like I was driving into my community this morning and I was talking to Lexi, talking about a meeting that I had later and how it just, I wasn't really, the meeting just wasn't going to be beneficial to me or the person that I was meeting with um, because I just really couldn't handle taking on another project. And we started talking about how girl bossing is really overrated and how women are so like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, owning businesses and being entrepreneurial and, you know, doing a bunch of things. And I love that. I love to be like booked and busy, but I also have found so much healing and so much peace in just keeping the to-do list at a minimum and not overloading my plate and not overloading myself with things that aren't really essential. I've really seen a shift in the attitudes that people have towards women working um and this is gonna be some people are not gonna like what i have to say and that's fine um but women don't really operate on the same like nine to five go 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 grind that men do like it just it doesn't really work that way i have guy friends that literally go non-stop 24 7 they can run on like a couple hours of sleep and the older I get, the more I see this divide between the way that women work and learn and live and play and the way that men work and live and learn and play. And I just don't think that the system is really set up to support the way that women work. If you track your cycle, like if you track your period, if you track when you get your period, when you're ovulating, all that stuff, like you feel the energetic highs and lows. Even throughout the day, you feel the energetic highs and lows. Like three o'clock comes around. I'm not doing anything like three to like 530. Nothing gets done. Can someone like send me research on this or something? Because I I have so many theories, but I would love to see it actually scientifically studied Um, because there's major, major differences. I know it's not all in my head. And when I talk to my girlfriends, we all agree that like there is just something wrong with the way that we're uh, not supported in the work world. Anyway, long story short, when I step back from a busy to-do list, when I have stepped back from the go, 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 the constant grind, I am ridiculously more productive in my work and my personal life and keeping up with the house and it's just because I'm almost working at my own pace and it's not I don't know like I I just I feel such a shift happening in myself and the world around me I think that people are waking up to the idea that you know we're not supposed to be girl bossing like I remember in like 2013 to like 2015 girl bossing 
was such a big deal? No, not anymore. Nobody wants to be a girl boss. Yes, people want to be successful, but no, people don't want to grind all the time. People don't want to waste their life away working. They want to have fun. They want to be successful, but they want to do it at a manageable capacity. This is my last little bullet point in shedding the old. Um, Create a clean break between what you used to do and what you're doing now. So whether it's, you know, you take a week off or you take a step back from certain things or I don't know exactly what the clean break would look like in your own life, but for me, I have gone no contact with someone just to really create a fine line in the sand of like, this was how it used to be and this is how it is now. There's no in between, there's no gray area. It is very clear that like this is the old and this is the new and we just have to be okay with that line in the sand, that boundary. So now we're going to talk about embracing the new. So you've shed the old or maybe you're working on shedding the old and this isn't really like black and white necessarily. Like you can simultaneously enjoy the new and try shedding the old. I think that the two can definitely coexist. But I also think that embracing the new fully comes when you've completely shed the old. I found this to really be true with people specifically. The minute that you are like, okay, I'm letting this person go. I'm letting this person leave my life. I think that is when you make space for new people to come into your life. I had an interesting situation where it almost happened like instantly. But one friend kind of, you know, walked out of my life and a whole new batch of friends came in and it was the weirdest thing and I I like look back on the situation I can kind of definitely see you know almost where like the fine line was drawn was drawn in the sand of like okay like this was over and this is beginning um but I really truly believe that once you're like okay I just I accept the situation this is how it's going to be you make space for new people to come into your life and most of the time at a bigger and greater capacity than the way that it was before. So a couple ways to embrace the new. First step is to refresh. So whether it's your space or your wardrobe or your hair, just really soak in the idea of things changing and new things beginning. I did this recently with my closet and I had a lot of pieces of clothing that just really didn't make me feel good when I put them on and whether they just like didn't fit anymore or that I just felt like they had bad energy attached to them. Um, I just got rid of a ton of items. I donated a ton of things. Um, I also just got my hair done and I got a couple inches off the bottom and my hair was long before, so you can't really tell, but I got my hair done and I felt so much lighter, so much healthier just because my hair got a couple inches off and it's just kind of like crazy how those little tiny changes it doesn't seem like a big deal when you do it but you come home and you're like oh I just feel so clean it's like taking a full body shower you know like that shower that's just so good and you just feel like you're getting so clean that's how I feel when you like get a good haircut or clean out your closet next up I recommend doing something fun every single day And making it a point to do something fun every single day, not just like, okay, I'm going to go for a walk, like do something really freaking fun. Don't make it like a wellness habit. Don't make it a life hack. Literally just go do something fun. What would make your 
child self happy. Go do those things like go to the zoo or make an ice cream sandwich or go play in the pool or I don't know like what would like what does playing look like for you? Go play paintball or learn how to do a new skill or take a pottery class or literally anything that doesn't involve like bettering yourself. I think I personally got so burnt out with like bettering myself habits that I almost don't like going to work out hasn't been fun for me in such a long time. Like I I like running and I've recently gotten back into like Pilates and yoga and stuff. I mean, I've always loved yoga, but I'm just kind of like, it doesn't excite me. Like I don't, I'm just like, meh, I'm not like super, super excited about it or cooking a meal is only fun when I do it with friends. So, so if it's something that you kind of have to do, find a way to make it fun. But other than that, just like go find a fun activity to do. Next, I want to talk a little bit about the people in your life. And when something's new, when something's fresh, when there's a new beginning, it might feel a little bit lonely. And that's okay. And I talked a little bit earlier about how sometimes, I got ahead of myself a little bit, but sometimes when you let go of a certain thing, you shed the old specifically when it comes to people you will look around and realize that all of a sudden there are so many more people in your life that love you and care about you and want the best for you and a new beginning whether it's a new job or whether you moved or maybe you had to shed a friendship or maybe you're going through a breakup whatever the reason for this fresh start is i promise you there will be new people in this season unlike anyone that you've ever met before, and they will be strategically placed in your life for a reason. I had a friend remind me the other day that very few people in our life are for lifers. I was like down in the dumps because I was like, you know, things are changing, things aren't the same. You know, this person, you know, I was talking to my one friend about another friend and I was like, this person just isn't in my life anymore and I'm really struggling with that. And, and my friend just reminded me that, you know, the lessons that I learned, the things that I did with this person weren't for nothing. That season's just over, that chapter's simply ended. And very, very, very few people are for lifers. That's a very hard truth to accept. So it's okay to be sad for a little while. It's okay to kind of grieve the loss of this friendship or grieve the chapter ending. But once you finish grieving and you look up and look around more than likely you're going to be like oh my gosh I have so many people that I'm surrounded by in this season in this current chapter that weren't around in the last chapter that maybe they're not going to be around in the next chapter or maybe they will be but they're here now and they're they're my community now and that's what really matters so whether you have one person or a hundred people in your corner it is so important to love on your community, be the person that checks up on people, be the person that calls, be the person that texts. I don't really think that enough people are the person that does those outreaches. And so I've been trying really hard to just kind of be the friend that reaches out, the friend that checks up because like I love all my friends, but oftentimes I'm the person checking up. I'm the person calling 
And, you know, we all just get busy with our lives and it's hard to maintain friendships as an adult. And I could talk about this literally for hours, but I'll keep it brief. Um, but just know that even if you are the only person that checks up, the only person that reaches out, it doesn't mean that your friends don't care. It doesn't mean that you're not important to them. It just means that maybe they're not good at reaching out. Maybe they're not good at keeping those connections up and that's fine. Um, but I just, I really, I hate when people are like, oh, well, if I stopped reaching out, then there wouldn't be a friendship. And it's like, uh, I don't know, that could go either way. Like you don't want to continue to give so much into a friendship or into a person with little in return. But oftentimes it's not that you're getting little in return. It's just that like people aren't good at reaching out or they think too that, you know, you don't want to hear from them. So be the person that keeps inviting people, be the person that keeps reaching out. You kind of have to be a little bit persistent when it comes to friendships in your twenties and be okay with, you know, people being busy. And some of my closest friends are the ones that I just continued to reach out to them and invite them to things. And then eventually it just became mutual. So continue to be the person that checks up and reaches out and loves on people. And I promise you it will be reciprocated. It just takes time. Last but not least, when it comes to new beginnings, you have to practice the art of noticing. Take some time away from scrolling, take some time away from your computer and just look up and look around. A new thing for me lately has been going for walks without headphones or walks without my phone and just noticing like little things in nature or noticing the clouds or just like noticing the wind tugging at my hair. Like literally the tiniest things will help to connect you with the world around you, connect you with nature, connect you with something bigger than yourself. And that is where you can really, I don't know, like we, we can't just continue to walk around life with our heads down. So I'm going to leave you guys with this little quote. Um, and it's from Pinterest. It's just one of those like black text on a white screen kind of things. So I have no idea who said it, but you asked for better things and that's why things are clearing out. Welcome the change and be open to new beginnings. It's your time now. So I really liked that because I think oftentimes when a new season pops up, we're like, wait, I'm not ready. Wait, I didn't, I wasn't ready for that chapter to close, but we spent so much time asking for change to happen. And then when it happens, we're like, wait, what's going on? So embrace this change with a full heart, send out some gratitude for this season that you're in. Even if it's hard, I think, I mean, there's challenge in the same old, same old, and there's challenge in the change and we just have to pick our challenge. So I hope that this episode helped to Um, help to give you some ideas of how you can fully embrace change with a full heart and really enjoy the process. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to leave a rate and a review. That just helps more people find and listen to the show. Be sure to subscribe, follow the show, all that jazz. If you guys want to hear more from me, um, be sure to follow me on Instagram. My username is Lily Rayco, or you can follow the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. That's going to be all for today. I love you guys lots. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.